finish the term of fasting. And then you must make takbir on what Allah has guided you towards. So after fasting in Ramadan, we do Eid al-Fitr. We celebrate. And the way we celebrate is by ibadah. So on Eid al-Fitr, you do an extra salat. And that to in congregation where men, women, children all go to the musalla and they do their Eid. In this Eid, Eid al-Adha, uh, the Hujjaj, they do their ibadah and there's no Eid for them. The Haji has no Eid. He is in Arafat and then the next day they do their Qurbani. For those who are not in Hajj, we fast on the 9th as a sunnah of the Prophet and as a prelude to the Eid, we fast so that we can justify spiritually the celebration of Allah's ni'mah. And Allah's ni'mah here is the sacrificial animal. The uh, qurbani itself is now a ni'mah. And as we celebrate the qurbani, we also offer Eid al-Adha. That's why we're here today, to celebrate another Eid. The two Eids are separate in theory, in philosophy and everything else. We see that <coughs> Ibrahim Salam's journey towards submitting to Allah is a, is a colossal journey. This is just, just a huge journey throughout his life, uh, from his childhood until the rebuilding of the Kaaba, until sacrificing his own son. It's a lifelong journey. And uh, every year we are reminded to commemorate his sunnah of sacrifice, his sunnah of dedication, his sunnah of commitment to Allah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself says, إِذْ قَالَ لَهُ رَبُّهُ أَسْلِمْ When his Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, said to Ibrahim, Aslim, submit. So submission doesn't mean to say that and say, uh, well, I accept Islam. So Ibrahim is Aslam to I submit. But it's not in one moment. It is throughout the life. So whichever phase Ibrahim was in, he, he submitted willingly to the will of Allah. He actively submitted and surrendered his will to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is, as I said, it, it is a huge, huge commitment. And then when Allah tested him, Allah made him the Imam. Um, so we see that Muslims want to uh, return to the state of Islam, the state of Islam, state of submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that they can show themselves first through Qurbani that uh, they are here to now serve Allah 
and do whatever it takes to help the community. But more than that, you see that Eid al-Adha is about renewing Islam's international appeal to the world. That if you, mashallah, see Hajj, you see the pictures from the Haram, right? they're spectacular pictures, and you see that it is just, um, yeah, very awesome. So with the Qurbani, the Prophet said that this is the sunnah of your father, Ibrahim meaning that you as the Arab, you must go back to your father. Ibrahim is not the, the Arab, he is Abu Arab, father of the Arabs. But he himself was not an Arab. Ismail Islam came in, and then he started the Banu Ismail. So what we want to <clears throat> appreciate is that here in this country we, we are living with uh, you know, Jews and Christians and also other communities and throughout the centuries uh, Muslims have always lived with Jews and Christians all the time. So we want to show the Ahlul Kitab those who claim that they follow Ibrahim that if you want to follow Ibrahim then you must identify with some of the rituals he adapted. You can't follow someone without following that someone. If you have nothing in your tradition that even remotely suggests that you are like that person, then who are you following and what is it that you're following him in? So, Muslims, uh, through the Prophet ﷺ, and the Prophet ﷺ was always aware of this, he was always conscious because he knew uh, that the, 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 the Arab, even the Mushrikeen, they always had this affiliation uh, and this sensitivity towards Ibrahim. And uh, they always related their affairs, even of their religion, to Ibrahim. Because they also did the Hajj. Obviously in the most absurd and distorted way, but they did the Hajj. You know, known as the Mosam in their days. So affiliating with someone uh, who is the symbol of Tawheed in the world. That Ibrahim symbolizes Tawheed, that he came to terms with Tawheed at a very young age, even though everything in his environment was against Tawheed. His father, his family, they, were, they, were, they manufactured idols. They were mushrikun, they, they, they worshipped idols, and they had temples where they were idols, and they worshipped statues and they worship the sun, the moon, the stars, and you know, they, they, they weren't mohidun, they weren't monotheists, they didn't believe in one, in the oneness of God. But Ibrahim despite being raised in this environment, where people always ask the question that, you know, if somebody is raised in this environment and this religion, and then uh, how, how do you guys justify the idea of Islam is for everyone. So Ibrahim al-Islam is a role model for all human beings who have aql, 
who have somewhat of an understanding of how the creation works. In those days, they were obviously not stuck in the house uh, with gadgets and with TVs and smartphones. They were people who were in touch with nature. They would be outdoors. They would look at the sun, the moon, the stars, and they would gauge and they would see environment around them. They were in touch with the wind, in touch with the rain, in touch with nature. Everything that Allah creates. But then they started to worship what they created. And this is where the resemblance now begins. That man today is now worshipping, for the lack of a better word, everything he creates. Man creates the television, he creates the videos, he creates the smartphone, and he's there stuck worshipping. So for them, they, they, they were in touch with nature. And then they worshipped nature and their creation. Here we're not in touch with nature, but we worship everything we create. So Ibrahim al-Islam, despite all the odds against him, reaching Tawheed at a very young age, that even before prophethood, we gave Ibrahim this correct understanding. That when I look at the sun, the moon, the stars, when I look at everything around me, I see that there can be no one who can create this except Allah. So if man lives in total ghafla, in oblivious, uh, in a, uh, oblivion, and he is heedless and he doesn't care to study what's around him, then that's his fault. Allah placed you here in this wide world. Why don't you just observe and look around you? As Allah subhanahu says, there's so many signs they pass by in the heavens and the earth. They pass by these signs. Sometimes, God forbid, there's a hurricane. Sometimes, God forbid, there's a tornado. Sometimes, God forbid, there's a drought. Sometimes, God forbid, nothing happens the way it should happen. These are signs that someone else is in control. Now, if man sits there in his community, society, whatever situation he's in, whether he's in Hinduism or Judaism or Christianity, or whether he's in any kind of ism or atheism, and he does not think, he doesn't use Allah's given faculties and abilities to think and contemplate and ponder, and he's engrossed with consumption and eating, etc., then that's his fault. He's in ghafla. He's heedless. He's in oblivion. So if you're in oblivion and you don't take care of yourself and you die, then who's, nobody else is going to come to your rescue. So you have to come to your own rescue. So the Quran is very clear that there are always signs in the heavens, in the earth, in yourself. Allah says, Nurihim ayatina fil afaq wa fi anfusihim. 
That even within you there are signs of Allah's creation. So even if you're not in, in touch with the sun, the moon, the stars, the planets, and you're not even looking at that, at least look in yourself and see how much do you actually control. So Ibrahim came to this conclusion that only Allah is the creator. And he did this without prophethood. There's no nabuwa there, I mean qabl. He did this just by thinking, in a very simple way. Nothing too analytical, very simple. So his journey started with what we call preserving his fitrah. He preserved his fitrah, his inner nature, his inner ability to relate to Allah. And as he relates to Allah, Allah being one, then now the journey starts. See, if I understood that Allah is one, then what do I do? What, what is my role? What is my mission? What am I supposed to do? So Allah subhanahu wa tested him to bring out more and more iman throughout his life. He tested him with his father. He tested him by throwing him into the fire. He tested him by his father expelling him from his homeland and his people expelling him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, throughout Allah, Ibrahim said, whether it was in his childhood, infancy, whether it was later on in his middle age, or whether it was the end of his life, and even right at the tail end, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tested him. So the value that, that we see coming forth for all of mankind through Ibrahim al-Islam is this value of Islam where you submit to Allah and you submit to his will and you do this willingly, not unwillingly. It has to be from your own choice. You have the choice to submit to Allah. Once you do this willingly, then you'll see all the barakat that comes along with this willingness. So anyway, going back to my earlier point, that the, 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 this Eid is about Muslims showing the rest of the world, especially the Ahlul Kitab, the Jews and the Christians, that we as Muslims are the only ones that represent Ibrahim. Because you don't have anything from his tradition in your rituals. You have nothing. There's nothing in your religion that says that this came from Ibrahim. But in our religion, we have Qurbani. In our religion, we have you know, staying at Mina. In our religion, we have the Hajj. In our religion, we have throwing stones at the devil. In our religion, we have Safa Marwa, where we follow the family of Ibrahim and Islam. In fact, in every Salat, every day, Right at the end, in our religion, every day, at least five times a day, we speak of and make dua for Ibrahim al-Islam. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad kama sallayt ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim innaka hamidun majid. We 
as Muslims who surrender willingly to Allah, represent Ibrahim Islam the way the Prophet represents Islam and Ibrahim. That is the beauty of the Sunnah. That the Prophet through his genius that he understood Allah's will because he submitted Allah's will. The Prophet was the same as Ibrahim. The Prophet was raised, born at the time when the Kaaba had 360 idols. He didn't have the, the company, the Sahaba of the awliya of Allah or the Sahaba of the other Anbiya. He was there alone in Mecca. He didn't have any mentor to mentor him about Tawheed. When he went to the Kaaba, 360 idols, where is, where is the Tawheed? There's no Tawheed there. That's how he was raised. So as Ibrahim Islam, the Prophet also, mashallah, alhamdulillah, preserved his fitrah. And when you preserve your fitrah, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides you. So our message is that, first of all, that our two Eids are a celebration of Islam. And Islam allows Muslims to celebrate only after there's an ibadah. And then when we celebrate, we celebrate through an ibadah. Not without anything else. The way we celebrate is that we, you know, express our gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by performing salat and then saying the takbir. And in this case, by doing the qurbani. That's the first. The second is that understanding the mission of Ibrahim Islam is to understand submission to Allah's will willingly. And number three, that if you want to promote Islam internationally, then you don't have to think too much because the Prophet has done the thinking for you. And that is called Ittiba'un Nabi. That you don't need a commission to say, how do we represent Ibrahim? How do we represent Islam in the world? Allah and the Rasul have already taken care of that. That when we appreciate the beauty of Islam and the depth of Islam, we are doing things that are inconceivable. That no human mind could have conceived that how easily is it for Muslims to be uh, an international ambassador of Tawheed. It's very easy. However, now, the next step is to actually advertise this. That amongst ourselves, we tell our children that we are an international community. Every time we do Salat and we make the Durud Ibrahim, we are international. We, we are including all the great prophets in our dua. So our mission then is uh, to appreciate that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the ni'mah of Islam. And it is with this, on this day, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then, he tells us through the Prophet that the perfection of deen and Allah's choice of Islam for you as your religion 
is something that you should honor this, on this day. The day of Arafah and the day of Eid al-Adha. So we, we are here that although we are now MSI and we are local, but we always think global. And everything we do as part of our Islamic ritual has an international dimension. And we cannot think locally when we are talking Islam. There's no such thing as an American context for Islam. American is not the be, not the be or end all of all civilizations. You don't contextualize Islam. Islam came much before and it will stay until much later than America. So, the thing is that we must go deep into our conscience and observe everything around us and believe that we must submit to Allah's will. Once we do that, then it is easy. But submitting to Allah's will is not just a statement. It's not lip service. Then you submit to Allah's will in the way you behave. You submit to Allah's will when you behave with your family, how you raise your children. You submit to Allah when you have dealings. You submit to Allah in the way you talk. Then you can't use certain words when you talk. Yeah, you have a tongue. This freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of sin. We have to submit. That submission takes mujahada, a sacrifice. And these days of sacrifice, we must reflect on how much or how little we are willing to submit to Allah's will in everything we do. And once we start thinking that way, then submission will become easy. It's not easy to forgive somebody who has hurt you. It's difficult, but you submit to Allah's will when you do so. Yeah. So here we see that we are now being blessed on these days of Allah's fadl. The first blessing is that we are given the tawfiq of salat. And the second blessing is that we are given the tawfiq of qurbani. And the third blessing should be extended to the rest of our lives that this willingness to submit to Allah is our Islam. Yes, you have the rituals and you have the sunnah and you have everything else. But internally, there has to be a deeper attachment that we follow Ibrahim we follow the Prophet and that is how we want to summarize, inshallah, today through Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's will. Uh, we make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to taste Islam the way He allowed the Prophet and Ibrahim and the Sahaba to taste Islam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us and preserve us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our qurbani. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our duas. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the best of lives and the best of endings. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen.